0: for the Lofec Podcast. Boy, I sound like I took a bunch of summon I know. What's up with you? I don't know. Was it be beer? It could be. But, so I was going to, have we ever talked about what your beliefs on people are? I'm sure we probably have like, I don't know also. that we I don't know we have so
1: <laughs> just to um oh no Don't should, be putting me on the spot, bro.
0: I ain't putting you I ain't putting you on the spot. So basically I I think everybody knows that I view people as somewhere on the spectrum between at worst being a corrupt evil douchebag and at best being a grabastic piece of amphibian shit. And that's my view on people, including myself. But because we are people and we have we have certain gifts endowed by the creator, we can try to move beyond corrupt evil douchebag or grabastic piece of amphibian shit. And whenever we have discussions on people, you seem to get like a real Be in my bonnet. Panty twist.
1: I prefer be in my bonnet.
0: Bonnet. Panty, whatever. But you seem to get like a real a real twist in your undergarments.
1: That's because I believe people are fundamentally good. Period. Yeah. And then they just get like Basically corrupted.
0: They just happen to fall into evil. Yeah, they get corrupted. fall into corrupt they shit. They get
1: corrupted or whatever, but but I think I think the reality is is that
0: well, I'm not I'm not asking about the reality. I'm asking about what your view is because I think
1: we have a tendency towards being good.
0: You you think we have a tendency towards being good? Mm-hmm. You don't think that's an effort type thing?
1: I think our natural state of our, our natural nat- our, Natural nature. Our natural state is to be
0: good. So you are one hundred eighty degrees from—is it Hobbes?
1: I don't know. I don't really know the philosophers very well at all, or the philosophies.
0: I thought that was the one of the characters in Calvin and Hobbes.
1: What? <laughs> I thought you were talking about Hobbes the Philosopher.
0: Yeah, isn't that one of the characters from Calvin and Hobbes? Is it? No. Um, you suck. Okay, well, I, now I'm intrigued. Why do I think that? No, how can you think that?
1: I don't know, because I've always, that's what it, like, like, that was always the the stuff I enjoyed growing up as a kid. Whether it's like the movie or the the book, you know, like the the good winning the the good winning over evil. I mean, there were always evil characters, but good always won out, and all those things. And so, that was that was something that I always, I guess, gravitated towards, and. I just have a real hard time with thinking that people are just kind of, that we tend towards just being... Oh, we don't think that we are. We don't think we, but that we are, but we are. hmm Well, I don't consider you to be a... You're a good person. I try to be. Right? I'm a good person. I know plenty of good people. So... Yeah, no but they, those are all people you like. Oh, uh, yes, this is true. What's your point? They're not, maybe not good. You're saying they're not good people. I try to be a good person, but I know I'm not. No, okay, but you're saying just because I like somebody that doesn't make them good.
0: Yeah. Hey, I fall into that too, right? When I, when I, when I talk about people that I, that I, whose company I enjoy and stuff or whatever, and I, I there's something that pisses me off about them Yeah, and I'm talking to someone else about that it always starts out with so-and-so's a good person. But what I think I really should be saying is so-and-so's an asshole. But they try to be good. He says that. No one ever says that. But I think that's the thing. Look, no one thinks that they're bad. No one thinks that they're on the spectrum of grabastic and douche. But I believe that we all fall on that spectrum and the only thing keeping us from going from grabastic to full blown evil douchebag is the effort to try and be good and i don't think that that's one of those easy things so left to our own
1: devices, we're not we're not just we don't tend towards good i have a hard
0: time with that i don't obviously <laughs> i hate that word well i just i but just but why would how, why would why would
1: God let why would that God be inclined to have that be a human being's natural state? That we have to strive towards good. Well,
0: you're gonna to have to ask a theologist. Theologian. <laughs> but from what little I've absorbed, I think the teachings are that's the point of all the religions. Is it? Well, unless you, unless you adhere to a religion that's pretty formulaic and fascist.
1: But, so you don't think, so when people talk about Christians being good people, you don't think that that's true.
0: Worst people I've ever met. Some of the worst people I've ever met. What? Hang that moniker, wear that, wear that, that, that title like a medal of honor. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian and you, cheat on your wife watch porn steal try to ruin someone else's life but you're a christian so it's okay well i think that that kind of goes back to the thing that we were talking about last time like can you no no the point is when we were talking about last time can you can you do evil deeds and wash those away with good ones (laughs) you mean like go to church well, I mean, like the the, the the Nazi experiments, human experiments. Can you take the? Can you take that? Wash all that away with. But there's plenty of good Christians, though. Sure, there's plenty of bad ones too. There's plenty of people that aren't Christians that say they are.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that or all good oh Christians are good Christians, but there's plenty of good Christians.
0: Didn't say there weren't. What did I? But they're but you're trying. You're saying they're
1: only good because they're trying.
0: Yes. Cause as the good book says, hollering at the church don't make you don't make you a Christian any more than sitting in a garage makes you a Cadillac.
1: I don't think the good book says that.
0: Says it in my good book. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can put a cat in the oven that don't make it a biscuit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is your deal? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we just, we just have a... We've got different views, definitely. A Definitely a different view. I mean, I, I, I feel like you have like a very cynical view of people. And, maybe, and I don't. I don't particularly think I'm cynical. Like I, I, I tend to think that people kind of look at the world the, the way that I do. I, there are plenty of people that do, I, I imagine. And, um, and maybe it's a romantic view of people. Maybe I have like a romantic view of people.
0: What does romantic mean exactly? Um, that they're good. Well, that people are going to be good.
1: If it's giving the choice that they're going to do good rather than to do bad. Do good deeds rather than do bad deeds. You know. If you're socialized and conditioned to, yeah. <clears throat> but that might just be your natural state.
0: If that were the case, why would we need prisons?
1: I don't know. Maybe the prisons are full of bad people.
0: They are bad. And the question is, I mean, there's a whole nature-nurture aspect to this, too. Right. Which, you know...
1: But I, are, I think nature-wise, we tend towards good rather than bad.
0: Absent any teaching, any socialization.
1: Um, well, I've never really, like... Thought about it? I've, I've never given given it too much thought. I've just like...
0: You just take it as a given?
1: Yeah. I take it as a given that
0: people are going to do good rather than do bad. I, I think the atmosphere has to be right for that.
1: So you think it's like that fucking, uh, what is it, the Twilight Zone episode with the bomb shelter? Oh, yeah. Where everyone's like all nice and... Uh-huh hunky dory and good until until the until they see that their neighbor's got the bomb shelter until and the shit hits the fan
0: then all of a sudden you need to <sighs> you need to destroy yourself to save me
1: yeah, I don't particularly like that episode of toilet Zone
0: well it it kind of shines a light on the ugly fact but that's what
1: I do not like i like when I saw it I was like, eh. yeah, but you This things like over the
0: top i I don't think that it's worthwhile to live your life with your eyes closed like that. But maybe it's just wrong. What's wrong? The episode. Rod, Rod Serling's conclusion in his little morality play is incorrect. Could be, yeah. People would actually be like, oh, well, you got this bomb shelter? Well, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go die. Uh, it was nice knowing you, Jim. <laughs> is
1: that the guy's name?
0: No, I just kind of I can't remember what the guy's name is.
1: Um, yeah, I never really liked that episode very much.
0: That's understandable. Maybe that's why. That's understandable. Um, well, now knowing this, in future discussions that we have, you can't really just bust out with the angry indignance.
1: Why not? You know, it's funny when I was listening to the episode from last week, I didn't sound that indignant, though, but maybe maybe I just can't
0: hear it. You got rose-colored
1: earbuds now? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think I was sounding indignant. I was being a little bit cuntish, but I guess I might have to believe that word. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I still have a hard time with it, man. I have a hard time with your view of people.
0: Well, not saying you have to adopt it. You just... But, I mean, you, you've had some bad experiences. I think everybody has. Yeah, but, I mean... I, I, I think everybody's met someone who's just a toxic individual, and they just crow at the top of their lungs about how much of a Christian they are.
1: And well, I think we're you we're, we're being a little bit hard on Christians.
0: No, I'm not. I'm just I'm being hard on this one person, or the people right. that say that. Right. And I'm sitting there going that don't that don't automatically change your priggishness into a beauty queen. You know, you can't you can't act like a total. Jerk off. So, are you saying that
1: a lot of it is theater with these people? I believe. Well, yeah, because they put on the show, we live in a society. They don't care about what they are. They care about how they're perceived, which is why they wear the big the big ornamental cross or whatever. Whatever. I have, I do notice that sometimes. Right? I mean,
0: don't you think? That, I don't think it's a coincidence that the churches are empty or emptying. But there's plenty of people wearing crosses at the casino. Now that, now that, uh, you know, now that it has not, it's not necessarily a barrier or like, now there's not so much of a societal expectation. You know, now it's, I'm okay, you're okay, go do your thing. And everybody's like, well, fine, I ain't going to church. Church? Church? Church?
1: Well, apparently a lot of people after, we're going before COVID now are like, oh, I'm not going back. I like this, I like this, uh, Remote church business. I like being able to just like dial in and listen to the sermon or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's not good.
0: I whether it's good or not really has no bearing on the thing. I mean, you either have the seat or you don't. And I, I personally, so you you don't feel
1: like there's a there's a difference when like because I always feel a difference when I'm in a church to when I'm, compared to when I'm sitting in my house.
0: Sure, but that's that's more of. To me, that's more of community. That's more of, you know, mass psychology. I don't have to be in a church with anybody,
1: though. Oh, Oh, man. That's not enough time.
0: Well, that's all the time we got. (laughs) Good Lord.
1: 15 minutes is not enough. It's plenty. No, it's not. It is plenty. Well. Do you think we need some kind of... um... Music for in the middle, music, the elevator music, you know, like between between it between episodes.
0: Well, I think everyone can now put on their their mental headphones and uh, think of music while we uh... because I just did. I mean, our editor, not me.
1: (laughs) Our editor just did dead air this week between episodes. I don't know, Um, fifteen minutes, man.
0: Anyway, so let's take a little break, collect ourselves. I'm going to have a drink. And come back. Okay, so I guess now we will talk about the destructiveness of snobbery. Okay,
1: I have to ask, where the hell did this topic come from? I
0: can't remember where in the heaven did this topic come from, but really it kind of, it kind of came from the seed of it started when I was in college and, uh, one of my friends called me an an elitist snob and, um, and I was, I was like, I don't, I don't think that I'm an, an elitist snob. And then I, you know, totally forgot about it. But lately, some of the things that have been going on in the world and especially, especially the idea of, you know, you need to, you need to, what was it? There's a certain segment of the population that believes that there has been a whole lot of injustice to certain, to certain people, certain groups. Hmm. And now you need to wash that away. And the washing just seems kind of weird because I don't know that it that that the situation that they're that they're talking about still exists. What if it never existed? Ah, uh, no, it existed. Okay, I think it still exists in certain aspects, but not the way that it's being sold. Yeah, because... And and that's why it doesn't feel right, right? Well, because there are a lot of grifters and true believers. And the grifters Which are... is worse, the grifter. In my book, the grifter is worse, but the true believer... They're pretty bad, too. Yeah, because... And we're kind of getting off on the thing, but like what, what I mean about the destructiveness of snobbery is to sit there and say, oh, I, we, you need to need to help erase these bad things that happened by giving so-and-so a leg up. And the counter argument to that is, well, you just don't want those people to get a leg up because you're filling the blank. Yeah, you know, insert, in insert insert ad hominem f- attack, right? And 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 they're like because all this stuff still goes on. I mean, there's all there's still nepotism. There's still this. There's still that. And I'm just like I'm like, well, yeah, but you do know that without nepotism, we have no society. <laughs> Family is nepotism. Oh, definitely. Friendship, uh, all that stuff, all the stuff, all going to
1: st- a university and being part of that fucking alumni is snobbery,
0: or is is that nepotism? Yeah, but but this whole idea, this whole idea where people are like, oh yeah, you know, things could just be a level playing field. I'm like, if you want to truly have a level playing field, then family, friends, none of that stuff matters. And but. And then the whole fabric, the whole makeup, everything that we've built, the foundations of society, gone. It's never going to happen. I don't want it to happen, number one. But it's never going to happen. You're right. I agree with you.
1: But that's what's so crazy about the... That's what's so crazy about... How is it intellectual snobbery, though? The intellectual what? What is the intellectual snobbery part of
0: it? Well, that that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. It doesn't. The intellectual snobbery was just was just a friend of mine trying to get my goat. Okay, you know, saying you're a snob. I'm like, really? I'm a snob? I I I was actually a little chuffed. I I was, I was actually pretty happy about that. Oh, cool! I'm a snob. That means I'm in, right? That means I'm in the establishment. They are pretty snobbish, but I am. But I do have have snobbish tendencies when it comes to education and and stuff like that. Well, that's just yeah. I mean everybody does though. Sure. I mean
1: in some respect. They could, yeah. I mean it doesn't have to be about education. It can be like, I'm part of this family group or I'm part of this race and you're not part of this race. Right. Um But
0: But I think the danger or destructiveness of that comes in when you take on that mantle when you're when you're when you're so snobbish you think that you and those of your ilk need to solve things. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very familiar with that. Um, and, and the environmental folks really just kind of are a, a perfect example of that. Well, that was me for a long time.
1: That was kind of my, I, I was part of that, that whole thing. And I kind of believed that it was my job to tell people what they should be doing. And, and, you know, and I look down on people and all that. Right. Cause I'm like, can't these people see that the fucking environment
0: is being destroyed? It, and it, and it is. Um, we're not, we're not doing, we're not doing our environment any favors. We're not. But. I don't think that you solve it by saying, you all need to change everything so that I can keep living the way I want, which is really the first thing people see. Is that what, is that what they're saying, though, what? these folks? That's what I thought Al Gore was saying. Well, that, yeah. That's what I think all the climate folks are saying as they hop into their private jets, go into, like, 18-star hotels... Eat eat uh hand massage beef <laughs> while they're telling Was me. Is it Kobe beef? Whatever it is, you know, fed beer, massage by hand, all that junk. While they tell me to chow down on, you know the uh, I, non non meat. The 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 non believable meats or whatever what is it what is it called? The 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 unbelieved burger. Meat substitute. Whatever no, the stuff that they say, Oh, I don't believe it's not meat. It's like, oh yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. But by the way, that stuff does not sell.
1: No matter what, They keep trying to market it and they keep trying to push it on people and they they keep trying it and it's, it doesn't work. People are not. They're not moving away from meat. Yeah. because So the only way to make, make people away from meat is to make it too
0: expensive to buy. Which is what they want to do. They being the ones that have all the, the cash. Mm-hmm. So that they can eat all the meat they want. Party in Ibiza, do whatever. Abitha, Abizo, however the hell you say it, Abitha. Well, that's that's Castilian Spanish. <laughs> but that that's why that's why before I was saying you know it's not really a good idea to sit there and say you're a hypocrite because we're all hypocrites. So that that's like a non-starter of an argument.
1: Well, that's why I get like that's that's always the catch cry of the people against the environmentalists is like there's this guy traveling on his private jet, saying all this stuff. That's that's like. That's like Fox News fucking soundbite. That's what they say every day. Sure. Um, But it's not really getting to the... It's a low-level attack. It's a very low-level attack. But... Because I'm pretty sure not everybody in the environmental movement is fucking traveling on jets and... Well, I don't know, actually, what everybody in the environmental movement is doing, but... The grifters are. Like living the high life. Yeah. Or wanting to live the high life. Right. As you said before, I
0: think hunters are just as
1: big on oh they're more cuz like they're in hunters are in nature. Yeah, so they're not sitting there talking about hunters are actually a, a very good they're they're they are environmentalists those guys cuz if there's a
0: fucking no nature, how are you going to hunt? And the ones that aren't are the grifters. The examples that they always they always show is the aristocrats from way back when shooting all the animals. Because that's their philosophy. Stupid philosophy. You know why the aristocrats were into the blood sports? Because they're bloodthirsty motherfuckers? Because it's practice for war. Oh. And that's what they used to do. Like the fox hunts? Fox hunts, any blood sport. Yeah. Those, Those people came into power by siding with one guy. And it was always a guy back then and beating the group siding against the other guy and then they, they then they take control so why were they into hunting boar to practice was the was the idea it's just like the idea of the gladiatorial games what's well, also like kind of a manly thing right again the idea then the perversion of the idea several hundred years later like now all we know about the Romans is that oh they were just they were some hedonistic bastards that just had these blood sports where people killed each other. Eh. But at the time it was propaganda. Romans are so tough we can watch other people die and we all, it don't affect us.
1: I don't think that there as many gladiators are killing each other as in the Hollywood movies as well. I mean I'm pretty sure that would be a, that would be pretty expensive.
0: Well, yeah, when you get down the nuts and bolts of it, because they are slaves.
1: Yeah, you train a bunch of guys, and then they will kill each other, and then you've got to train a bunch more. Right.
0: They're all slaves. You give them the yeah. best food, best medical attention you can, so they don't always kill. And if they were, the owner of the kill or would have to pay the owner of the killed right. compensation. So I'm pretty sure there wasn't
1: nearly as much killing going on in the gladiatorial sports as is, you know,
0: Shown in the Hollywood movies. But it is cold comfort if you're one of the ones that got killed. Right. But again. So it's pretty, it's, it's pretty destructive, self-destructive to think that you know better than everybody else on how to fix things when you. But what if you do? Okay.
1: No, what if, what if you have given it some thought and you're not coming from a place of snobbery? And what
0: you're saying is right. What you're saying can still be right and you could still be a snob about it. That's the whole that was the whole thing about the uh what was the other topic that we had that, that this is touching on? Oh, the, the the messenger and the message type thing. Right. Yeah, the message can be correct, but that messenger just could be ugh, trash. And it's easy to, to dismiss the message along with that messenger, and my point is should you?
1: And I've been think, thinking about that this week as well, and the answer is no, you shouldn't.
0: But how can you be equipped?
1: I guess you have to be able to separate it, right, and say, well, it doesn't matter that this guy's a hypocrite. His advice is good.
0: Well, you have to arm yourself. And I believe in this day and age, it's, uh, the, the cards are stacked pretty heavily against us in arming ourselves. With the tools to be able to discern.
1: And everything is like stacked against you there because they're trying to make you, they're trying to make people, they don't want people to arm themselves.
0: No, they want to be, they, 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 the grifters want to, want to be at the top enjoying their grifterish lifestyle.
1: And they will attack you. Sure. For trying to arm yourself. Uh huh. And they will belittle you. Uh huh. And they will try to isolate you. Uh huh. And scapegoat you. Uh huh. And do all those things that they, as much as possible to, Keep the dra- gravy train going.
0: Yeah, that's my whole point on. But on there's everything. more
1: of. Surely there's more people who are armed than you'd think.
0: Yeah, but also we live in a society, and the uh, I guess it's the prisoner's dilemma. It's it's a lot more beneficial to uh, not to cooperate.
1: But if you don't cooperate, then you're going to get scapegoated.
0: Uh, I'm talking about not cooperate in prisoner's dilemma. Right. Do you know what the prisoner's dilemma is? Yes, it's 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 what they do to
1: try and like trap a present like trap three guilty parties or it's
0: it's, it's a game theory thing for, from economics. Yeah, well, we've talked about it before. Yeah, well, we got six seconds, so I'll stop the clock. And I'll reiterate what the prisoner's dilemma is. In game theory, there's a game. You don't, and, and the choices are, you know, there, there's two choices. You either cooperate or you both get off scot free. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You don't cooperate. And then the other person cooperates. Well, if you, your choices are to cooperate and don't cooperate. If you cooperate, then you're both going to get scot free. If you don't cooperate, you're only going to get a year of punishment or whatever, right?
1: Oh, if you cooperate and not talking. Right. Right.
0: But if you guys, if you guys, oh, cooperate with each other, I'm sorry. Right,
1: right, cooperate with each other.
0: But if you don't cooperate with each other. Then. Then. You're both going to. Well, you will get a year, but if you cooperate and the other person doesn't cooperate That other person is going to get the full boat of punishment. Right. So let's say in a prisoner's dilemma thing, you and your partner steal something. You get caught and the cops say, look, you know, we know you did it. We know you did it. You know, you did it. Blah, 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 blah. And if both of you say, if both of you stick with each other and say, no, no, didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. You're both going to get off scot-free. But if only one of you keeps quiet and your partner sells you out. Well, your partner's going to get like a year in and prison. And
1: you're going to get...
0: And you're going to get 30. So then it becomes like, well, I don't know what this other guy's going to do. So if I sell him out, I'm only going to get a year. And that's what they rely on, the cops. Well, no, not, th- th- this has nothing to do with the cops. It's just a game theory game.
1: But it's it's kind of what the cops do, though.
0: Well, yeah, it is. But in game theory, the, that's where tit for tat comes, comes through. In a game with unlimited number of rounds, where if you both, if you both cooperate, you both get a buck. If you don't cooperate, you can get, well, let me, let me, let me phrase this correctly. So like, let's say there's a pot of money,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? And if you both cooperate, you both get that, you both get to split that pot of money. Let's say it's 20 bucks. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, if one of you doesn't cooperate you'll get a buck yeah and the other person let's say has to owe 10 bucks right right so in the game in the game theory game per round in each round your best you know rational self self benefiting move would be to cooperate right but you don't know what's going on on the other side so in that sense you might both decide to just dissent now in a in a one in a one off game if one person dissents and one person cooperates then the dissenter gets a buck and the other person owes 10 right,
1: right. so you i mean you're really losing
0: right you're, you're losing, losing you're you're losing but you're keeping it to where you don't lose as much right so tit for tat came out where basically there's like an unlimited number of, you don't know how many games there are going to be, and there's only one choice, yes or no. You both pick. You both pick yes. You, you split sw- you you split the pot. You both pick no. You know you're each going to get fifty cents.
1: So what ha- So so this was an actual experiment. Yeah, right? so it
0: was an economic experiment. So, so what, what
1: happened over time?
0: Well, over time, the best thing to do is to do what the le- is to do what your uh, what your opponent did, the other person in the game did the last time. So let's say we played this game. We both said yes in level one. Right. We both get, we both, we both get the pot. 10 bucks. Right. And I think, I think, uh, I think, I think the, uh, I think if you, if, if one said no and one said yes, the person said no gets everything and the person said yes gets nothing. Oh, well. And if you both say no, then you get like, you know, a buck or two or something. Right. Uh huh. So in a one-off game, Still, best thing to do is like screw you. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I might be be, be remembering incorrectly because it's been over thirty years since I've a while. had to think about this. And full disclosure, I didn't pay much attention in class. <laughs> um. So, but the gist of it is the best the best strategy in a game that goes on is to do what your opponent did last time. So if you and I did it in round one and I can
1: can I see that you're getting can I see I can see the results well you know
0: what happened last time right Right.
1: like I know that you got 10 like whatever
0: well you already know the parameters of the game okay right and so we go and you say yes or or I say yes I'll cooperate and you say sucker I won't you get the whole pot and and I'm, I'm like stuck with nothing then we go to game two right so then I'm gonna be like well he picked he picked no last time so I'll pick no and you know you might be like you might be like well he picked he picked yes last time so I'll pick yes this time right right and so you know the game goes on where the 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 best the best alternative over time is to pick the strategy of the person that you were playing against the last game wow so if you both pick yes on the last game then then we pick we do yes again we do yes again we just keep on splitting money and that's probably where you're going to end up uh that, that's the best result for both of us. But people aren't as good of friends. Like if, 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 if it was me or if it was you and just some random guy on the street. Uh huh. And you both know that the best choice is to say, yes, cooperate. But what if that other guy's like, well, this guy might cooperate. So I'll just, uh, I'll just do something else. It's, it's the same goes with any game like rock, paper, rock, paper scissors, right? Yeah. You you pick um but again you can still kind of figure it out what's gonna happen. And I'm yeah. and I'm butchering I'm butchering game theory, <laughs> prisoner's dilemma, tit for tat. So if you really want to wanna to know what it what it is and and and, and 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 know how horribly wrong it went in look my head, up. look it up.
1: Alright. Because I know a lot about rock, paper, scissors in the context of drinking games.
0: Right. So like if you don't if you don't know the person you're playing against that's why poker in poker it's always important for to, for a first couple of hands just to figure out what's going on. Yeah. But How if it's know? but if it's just one hand. It's Right, if it's just one hand, you got to be really good. Well not even. You just if you don't have a great great set of cards, you just fold. Right. Don't even don't even play. All right. Right, but if you if you've got a friendly game going, or even if it's an unfriendly game, or if it, if it's like a, a, a you know whatever game you got going on, it's going to last a few hands. Then yeah, the best strategy is to sit there if you know how to play, is to, to try and figure out how people are playing. Or cheat. Without cheating,
1: <laughs> okay.
0: let's let's say in this example you can't cheat.
1: Because <sighs> like in in the rock paper scissors drinking game that I played in Japan, which they call ping pong Pop everybody fucking cheats how oh because it's it's like a it's like a multiple game where there's like there's like five or six or eight people playing the game and you gotta keep going until there's like one one symbol on one side and all and all symbols on the other so like everybody's doing rock and then everybody else is doing scissors and then and then when the rocks when the rocks beat the scissors the scissors are the scissors are out and the rocks are still in but when there's eight, when there's eight different kinds of rock paper scissors going, there's people that cheat that like, oh well, I was doing rock, you know, or I was doing, I was doing rock, and then they just kind of drop out because they rely on the fact that, and this is this is something I experienced in Japan, they rely on the fact that that as the as the newbie foreigner who's drunk, that you're not going to notice that they're cheating. <laughs> That's pretty juvenile. Well. But anyway... It's a it's a bar game. What can I say?
0: Well, we're way past time, so... Yeah. Are you going to play the damn uh, music or not? No, it's done. Oh. It is done. we got to think of some better topics. Yeah. I guess I'd better start thinking of some better topics. Either that or get somebody else that's some new blood in, but... I don't know. We've been pretty unlucky with the new blood. Where would we find new blood? I don't know.